0: but not surprised disappointed
1: but not disappointed but not surprised hey guys welcome back to another episode of
0: disappointed but not surprised we're your co-hosts i'm Addie. i'm Alex this week we have a special guest his name is Dio he's actually one of our instagram followers/fans and he reached out to us and because he wanted to talk about some of his kinks. So here he is.
1: Hey, Dio. Right. Welcome to Disappointed But Not Surprised. We're so happy to have you on.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Yay. So you are this is your third first, po- first podcast that you're doing. We are breaking your podcast, Cherry, and Alex and I are happy you to do it. Absolutely. Always. are. we're are de- virginizing it's, it's an honor. you. <laughs> so yeah, you please, reached Please do. <laughs> so you reached out to us because you were mm-hmm. listening to the Small Penis Humiliation episode for Sissy Kylie yeah. and you wrote mm-hmm. me an email. It was very long and it was it was very informative about your kinks your um your likes some of your fetishes that you're into the small penis humiliation too um you know Mm -hmm. ball busting pain all that stuff so tell us a little bit about yourself tell us a little bit about your kinks um and then alex and i will kind of answer any questions or ask any questions that we're going to have and we're going to totally interject because we're so curious about all of this
2: yeah yeah please do um if i'm rambling just just cut me off at any point um and ask questions or whatever else uh but yeah i I heard that podcast i mean i kind of just have kept my finger on the pulse of kink podcasts and just particularly appreciated the fact that it was kind of so genuine and so kind of based on each individual guest um and just kind of after hearing that podcast i was like you know i've been into kink for so long and tried creating my own content and I don't know why I've never tried to go on a podcast or even just, I was kind of inspired to just write down like all my kinks in a, in a detailed way to sort of understand them a little bit better myself. And then also it's something that I could share with potential partners as I'm meeting them. And I was very curious to get uh, both of your opinions on that writing um, and also to sort of talk to you guys about like when, when is the right time to send something that detailed or is it better to kind of just build stuff slowly? That's something that I've kind of struggled with a little bit in the past is like, do you kind of just like start vanilla and like slowly start exploring the kinks together or do you just give everyone everything all at once and let them make a decision? Um, You know, I don't know that there's a right answer there, but I was kind of interested in
0: exploring that. Definitely not the first date.
1: Not the first date. Let me tell you that for sure. (laughs) I feel like third date. Well, I usually fuck on the third date. So then you get the fucking out of the Uh way. And then maybe after that, then you guys can kind of talk about that because you'll know if you like that person, if it's even worth exploring that stuff with, if there's anything because there's no point in talking to somebody about that if you don't see it going anywhere. You know what I mean? Or unless you see it like, yo, this could be fun for the ride. Let's see where this goes on a sexual level, but, you know, that's Mm -hmm. all it'll come out to. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer for it. You might scare some people off immediately, but then those people aren't the ones for you.
2: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, But yeah, just, I mean, in my last relationship, it it was something that I think if I had been super forward in the beginning, it would have absolutely scared the person away. Um, But we kind of just went about it slowly and it was all like super new to her and she got really into actually like all of it um which was which was pretty cool um and so in a sense I'm thinking like okay well it is possible to kind of build this you know with someone from scratch um but it's also always a slippery slope because sometimes it can feel like the other person is just doing it for you but I, I guess this past relationship also taught me like you can kind of tell when the person starts to genuinely enjoy it versus when they're kind of just doing it for you. And it's not like, it's not something where I want to be saying, like, here's all this stuff that like I need to do. It's more like here's some stuff that I'm interested in. Let's kind of like explore it together. And I don't want to necessarily be the guide or be demanding. I just want to be like, here, here are some things that I find pretty hot. Like are there any things in here that you find hot that we could kind of explore together
0: yeah, well, if I really like somebody and they tell me that they're mm. into something like that, I'll ch- try it at least once because maybe I'll be into it too afterwards. Yeah. So you never know. Right. I mean, I draw the line at like shitting in my mouth, but like you know, like I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get it, get it. <laughs> I don't not continue try right.
2: it. <laughs> yeah, and I I feel like think wise, I'm almost like I. You know, when people say like, oh, I like all music, everything but country. Yeah. yeah. Um. I feel like kink-wise, I'm kind of the same. I'm like, yeah, I, I like anything that's not illegal and doesn't involve, like, blood, shit, and puke.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, which is kind of the token, like, yeah, everything but country. But, like, I, I do mean it. Like, I, <laughs> I think, like, everything except that is, you know completely fair game
1: yo there's some people that like some weird fucking shit like being shit on in their mouth or like golden showers or like cutting themselves in sex and i'm like that's like a excessive licking armpits right yeah (laughs) licking armpits yeah
2: no it's funny and i mean i'm i'm not one to kink shame and i mean i've i've been to some i guess before the pandemic like i was a little more active on set life and went to a few events and i haven't really gotten back into it just because i find that the people that i meet through fet life are often i mean not to sound shallow but just not particularly attractive and that sometimes doesn't doesn't work um but i've had some really interesting experiences and like i'm again i'm not one to king shame but like it's it's you know i i've been just like hanging out with a bunch of like huge people wearing diapers while like other people were like ashing cigarettes in people's mouths and i was just like what how did i like how did i end up here but i mean it's
1: the it's babies are the best. I have an obsession with finding out what the babies, like what happened to them when they were children that they need to mm-hmm. shit in a diaper and feed in a bop-bop and get their diapers changed. I'm obsessed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of obsessed too. I'm I'm slightly more obsessed with the people who are into the changing of the diapers.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's kind of an interesting role. The mommy and the yeah, daddy. Yeah, I don't know right yeah exactly
1: so tell us about um your mm-hmm. Fet Life profile if you want and then I want to hear about some yeah. of the parties that you went to and like what those were about because those sound kind of cool
2: yeah um I mean my Fet Life profile is pretty much just a bunch of pictures of me and some stuff that's similar to kind of like what I wrote you guys but not nearly as uh, not nearly as in-depth. It's basically just, you know, a list of the different fetishes.
1: Yeah, you're um, into, and we I've, haven't even, I'm, I'm going to interrupt for a second. I'm sorry. We haven't even gone into mm-hmm. exactly what your fetishes are. So if you just want to give a rundown of those, like it was yeah. SPH, was a small penis humiliation. Um, You know, mm-hmm. it was pain, but it was like more pain by withholding on coming and stuff like that and ball busting. So you tell us about a yeah. little bit about your exact fetishes. Cause we didn't even talk about those yet. Did we No.
2: No. Um, I mean, I guess they're all kind of just from playing with control and my, my FetLife life profile is games of control. And that's kind of been one of my aliases. It was my Tumblr back when Tumblr was a thing. Um, and that's where I kind of got started on exploring and creating content and stuff. Um, so I love giving up control. I, I like taking it as well. Um, but I think I mentioned, I guess, maybe before we stopped recording the first time. Yeah. The um, audio is shitty.
1: So we had to re-record everything. (laughs) Sorry.
2: Yeah. So no, no worries. Um, but yeah, so I, I like, you know, I'm definitely identify as a switch. Um, but I think probably spend more time fantasizing about the submissive side of things. And it might just be that that's, like harder to attain if that makes sense so therefore it's like it, it gets like put on a pedestal or something for me yeah um and yeah i mean my my profile is just a lot of content that i've created mostly mostly solo content and videos um and i've gone to a few play parties in the city um and a lot of them were were kind of femdom themed themes because again like the stuff i'm into is, is mostly femdom i mean ball busting edging uh orgasm control and That's denial edging
0: when you're like okay, uh, edging
2: oh. yeah exactly just getting yourself to the brink of orgasm and then stopping right at the edge
1: okay
2: yeah and i mean i'll i'd like to do that like you know multiple times in a day or in a session and then and if i can if that can be like prolonged over the course of like a few days or a few weeks um a few i just weeks. i don't know i just yeah i've definitely gone three or four weeks before whoa whoa. (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i mean i just i i love the feeling of blue balls and i love the idea of my partner getting turned on to give me the worst blue balls that i've ever had and try to make them worse and just like the two of us kind of like working towards just making it build and build and build and i mean that definitely started with just like you know fucking and like not coming for three or four times and then eventually coming and then it would be like oh well maybe i can go a day and that's like all right well maybe a week and then i don't know why not three or four weeks and it's so funny because i guess like blue balls is something that people are like scared to give guys but like i just love them
1: <laughs> does it hurt really bad I've always um, heard it, like, you know, like, back in the day. Like, you know, when we were, yeah. like, in high school and, like, you wouldn't let the guy fuck you and mm-hmm. he'd be, like, huffing and puffing off. Like, you're going to give me blue <laughs> balls now. Thanks a lot, right. you know? And it's like, oh, i got to yeah. go take care of this before it's painful, you know? Like, <laughs>
2: typical like right. high Which school is like, fucking douche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty manipulative. But, like, it's... I mean, it's definitely based on truth. Like, it, it definitely does hurt and i still remember the first time that i got blue balls i was fooling around with my high school girlfriend in a closet because sometimes i slept in a closet which i guess is weird um but it was just like an easier place to fool around because it seemed more private and like (laughs) we were just you know lots of heavy petting uh she spent the night and it was just like non-stop heavy petting but like nothing you know no one came and i had to go to work the next day and i was like holy shit like it feels like someone kicked me in the balls and i was like walking weird to the point where this dude that i worked with I, I worked at a fish market and he was just like like what's wrong man did you get like blue balls I was like, what, how, what are how do you like really i'm just like walking weird and you like know that i have blue ball. it was very strange um but like i still remember that feeling um and i don't remember if i like could tell that it turned me on then but like i still think about it a lot now and that's almost like the holy grail where i'm just like holy shit i want blue balls so bad that, like someone notices that i'm walking weird um and so with you know lots of edging and kind of like the long-term denial and if some ball busting thrown in there as well like you know that's that's kind of the, the goal
1: <laughs> that's crazy i've never even heard of somebody going three weeks like while doing having sex like that repeatedly have you practiced yeah. tantra? because i know in tantra it's like the it's it's just the feeling of sex, but coming or orgasm is not the end goal. It's about like feeling oneself and being in one's body. I think I'm right. I haven't really Mm -hmm. studied tantra. I have a couple of books on it, but have you ever practiced that before? Because I think that prolongs your orgasm.
2: It does. And like, not, not overtly. And I mean, the interesting thing about it is like when I'm doing this for a long period of time, like it's, it it prolongs the orgasm, but like, at the same time, I get close progressively quicker. So, like, you know, if it's in the beginning of one of these long-term edging things, you know, it might take me, you know, if we're if I'm having sex, like, it, you know, it might be, like, 15, 20 minutes until I'm close to coming. But, like, after a few days or a few weeks, it's, like, it's, it becomes hard to fuck for even 30 seconds without getting close.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: But with the right person, it's, like, it's just, like, repeatedly getting close and the other person can get to the point where, like, they can come repeatedly even though it's like kind of somewhat interrupted and start and stop um but also like the the refractory time like I'm, I'm about to come and it doesn't take like a long time to then start going again um but i think that can be kind of fun and like partners in the past have enjoyed like almost the frustration of like they're about to come and it's like, oh shit well i'm about to come so we have to stop and they're like ah yeah. oh. but like they eventually get to come during that session and i don't and i think that that you know, can, can be a turn on for people.
1: Well, that's what oral for girls is for. So the guy doesn't get the chance (laughs) to ruin it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, And
2: I, I mean, I love, you know, if I'm getting close and I'm like, oh shit, like I really, I can't even like keep doing this. Like I need to stop and do that for a little while, which is, I guess not necessarily like a kink thing, but when it's, when it's like forced oral, because, I'm getting close because the girl's refusing to let me come in a somewhat demanding way, then it's like, then that kind of, I guess, is almost it's like you can't even fuck me anymore since you're so close to coming. Like you just have to eat my pussy. And like, that's, I mean, that's really hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you have mistresses or is it more like your girlfriends or, or partners? Do you call No, them mistresses? I don't. And see,
2: no, I don't. And I, I, I hate the formality that is sometimes, involved in kink and that's the thing like i've tried like i've played with people just online i've played with people you know from set life i've from dating apps from real life like but anytime there's like a you have to call me this or like weird like rules or it becomes kind of a, a domination based on like punishment and like i'm better than you and you're like a piece of shit like i i love the humiliation but words like loser or like pathetic or worthless i'm just like i don't it's pretty possible to like play with humiliation and like not like attack the person i guess yeah which i feel like and and that's something where i feel like as a submissive woman like people people know that like you can be a submissive woman and not want to be called like a bitch or a slut or a whore i mean you also can of course but like i feel like i've people that i've played with online from fetlife or professional mistress is if i ever try to set boundaries they're just like no like i'm the mistress there's no boundaries and so like, well, what, what the fuck and i don't know because there's a good chance that most of these people that i'm talking about are actually dudes or catfishes or like whatever and i'm aware of that but it's still just like i don't i don't understand why there's no respect for boundaries within this space yeah um and it's curious cuz i and i haven't talked to enough submissive women about it and i wonder I'm assuming that they've had very similar experiences and my idea that this exists more for male submissives might just be like, that's my experience. So therefore, like, I think that, but I, you know, I don't know. And it's something that I'm pretty curious about.
1: Are you into pegging and stuff like that?
2: Oh man. Uh, So I, I wish, Um, I mean, I'm into it and the idea turns me on, but I actually have ulcerative colitis. And so I kind of can't do that because I just like have some inflammation in that part of my body.
0: Yeah. Um, I've asked, <laughs> yeah, I've asked I my GI that about it then. and
2: that's, <laughs> it's like an awkward conversation. I'm just like, so my, my, and I always have to play it off. I'm like, so my girlfriend really wants to like finger my butt. Like, is that bad? And I actually specifically made an appointment with a GI that wasn't my regular GI just to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, well, I mean, if it's, if it's in remission, you probably can. I mean, you're, you're getting colonoscopies and that's bigger than your girlfriend's finger. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, that's true. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just been like a hit or miss thing where I'm waiting to be in a period of remission and also in a relationship. Okay. So it's definitely something I want to explore, um, but it's not like at the forefront, which is another weird thing because for whatever reason, I feel like pegging has become by far the most mainstream kink of, like, the femdom world. Like, like everyone knows about pegging and, like, thinks it's hot. Whereas like, ball busting and edging, which I feel like are not quite as extreme, are just, like... Like, I feel like it would be really... Like, it's hard for me to talk about ball busting, edging, SPH. Like, I feel weird bringing it up, but I wouldn't feel weird on a first date being like, oh, fuck my ass with a strap-on. Which is, like, to me, almost seems like a more extreme kink. But, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how people rate kinks on like a you know extreme scale but
0: have you that one seemed
2: to get real popular (laughs) have
0: you ever paid for somebody to do this stuff with you or it's just basically relationships
2: Um, it it's mostly relationships um i have paid once or twice um and it just feels like shit
0: (laughs) yeah and like i'm
2: really not into fandom either which is another thing that's like it's so hard to explore in the space because I feel like anytime I find, like, there's just so many fin doms out there. And I'm just like, there's got to be women out there that, like, genuinely enjoy this stuff as well. And not yeah. that fin doms don't, but it's just like, it, I, I, the transactional part of it just is a huge turnoff for me.
1: I have a friend that was actually, she was one of the, our um, insurance reps, and she's so cute, and she used to do, like, dominatrix stuff on, you know, she would do it on, like, uh, webcamming and stuff like that back in the day, and uh-huh. now she's in a relationship with this guy, and she was very much into being the dominant one and so it took her boyfriend Mm -hmm. a while to be like you know be okay with being the submissive because a lot of guys have it in their heads Mm -hmm. like yo if you touch my ass i'm gay and she's like no you're not because i'm the one touching your ass you know what i mean like it's not another guy and so it took him a little while and now he is so into it so there's definitely a lot of girls out there that really yeah. are obsessed with finding someone that's a little bit more submissive.
2: Right, right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely starting to come to terms with that a little bit more. I think, like, in my mid to late 20s, like, I was like, it's fucking doom and gloom. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to find this. Uh, and I, I definitely know that it's, that it's out there. And just, like, with the right communication, it's definitely possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz you have no idea the things that people are into. Alex and I didn't know er, this entire right. world
1: of so much stuff. Like we didn't realize that there were that many micros in this
0: world. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's funny that like you guys just suddenly have become like a like the um like a meeting spot for all this like.
0: Yeah, pretty
1: much. We're like the micro ambassadors <laughs> and we had no and idea how did that this would that...
2: happen. And and forgive me if you've said this on a pod before, but like, how did how did like the first one happen? Like, how did like what's like the genesis of that? Like, just
1: I think it was Seaborn. There's this fucking weirdo named Seaborn that would constantly send us like jerk off videos and jerk off pictures of his little fucking pinky dick, and then he would harass mm-hmm. us, harass us, harass us, harass us. So then I think I was like, Alex, I want to interview a micro man. So we went on okay. Reddit and we were like, let's find this microman.
2: Oh.
1: And he was very like much harassed. I know he was, you No, know, yeah. And so we said, listen, we'll humiliate you. So we ate sushi and FaceTimed him and humiliated him. And we was like, <laughs> yo, bro, our sushi rolls bigger than your baby dick. And he jerked off and he interviewed on the podcast. So we kind of <laughs>
2: oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Good <Okay>. transaction. <laughs> yeah. And then after that. We got bombarded or? no, it was just a little baby, like a uh, regular piece of sushi. It was a tiny, his, okay, his dick was enough. tiny.
2: <laughs> and yeah. He, yeah. Uh, and that,
1: yeah, he, he was like, all right, I'll do it. And so that was kind of the first one. And that was a few years ago. And after that one, it was kind of the kickoff. Mm-hmm. And then we've been bombarded in our right. DMS by the micros and we
0: use like ha- different yeah. hashtags and stuff. So they find it. Yeah. They find it. They search right, for it. Right. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean
2: it's it's like a hard thing to search for. So like when you find something that seems accessible, it's like wow, cool! Like I can do this. Like I can show my little dick here. Like it,
1: yeah. You know. Right, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah, and they always do. We got another yeah. one today. The guys like, but they oh, love wow. the humiliation of it too. Uh...
2: Right, and. <laughs> and yeah that's like, the thing is it looks that's like so a weird. dinosaur
1: like, it's really awful oh, he's like does the foreskin make it look bad i'm like it's just really small he goes thank you for humiliating me i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> oh man like they're yeah. ugly and guys out there shave your fucking pubes before you send us these pictures we don't <laughs> want to see your brillo pad
2: yeah yeah that's not not doing anyone any favors. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's weird, like kind of having that fetish and like not necessarily like having a, a micro, but like, yeah. still so,
1: so tell us enjoying. a little bit about that because you're into small humanist, a uh, small penis humiliation, but you have mm-hmm. a big dick. You sent me an Alex, a picture of your dick before and it's fucking big. Oh, <laughs>
2: well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's like, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, like, you know, a little bit bigger than average, well, hard, and maybe a little bit smaller than average, well, soft. Yeah. Um, But I think just what, and I I think I kind of explained it in my email, but I mean, for me, I, like, I didn't, like, I think I knew I was into ball busting. Like, that was like some kink that was like innately in my being. I don't know if it was from some childhood experience, but like, I knew about that before I knew I was into it. Whereas STH it was just kind of like in the videos that I would watch. And I was always, at first I was always like, ah, not this fucking thing again. But then like, it slowly just kind of like seeped in from watching videos about other femdom kinks. And I was like, oh, and it eventually became hot to me. And I, I think that the reason that it's hot for me is just like, there's so much pressure to have like the perfect dick for it to be the right size to like last long enough. And like, there's just like not really anything that can be done about that so i think it's almost just like a way of if my partner and i can kind of like play with that then it's almost just like saying like it doesn't matter what size your dick is like you're still awesome but like we can play with this kind of like it's almost like a middle finger to the like forced insecurity that comes with having a dick (laughs) if that makes any sense
1: yeah do you like them to be like wow your dick looks so small right now
2: yeah i mean like sometimes i mean not not like all the times but like it can be fun to just be like hanging out and have someone just like pull down my pants and i'm like obviously not hard yet and they just like giggle or talk about other dicks that have been bigger and it's almost just like again it's like for me it's almost like a way of like accepting it like yeah if you've had sex with like 30 people there's a pretty good chance that i'm not the biggest or even in the top whatever percent and like accepting that and being able to talk about it openly rather than like pretending that every dick is the best dick you've ever had like to me that's kind of liberating and i imagine it kind of is for my partners as well um and then like that that feeling of like being free from that kind of pressure just ends up being really hot Hmm.
1: And that's not normal for guys like, you know, it's funny. uh, You texted me the other night and Mm -hmm. my boyfriend was looking at my phone. He's like, who's 609? And I was like, oh, that's the guest for the podcast or whatever. And I was like telling him a little bit about it. And he's like why does everybody think you know so much into sex it's just sex and he doesn't understand this stuff because i don't fully explain mm-hmm. it and i was like you know he's into like small penis humiliation and he's like he's like i don't even understand that and i was like it would be like me being like oh my god hon your dick is so small right now and your small dick and blah 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 and he's like i'd be fucking pissed and i was like i know like most guys are not yeah into having their dick be called small. Like, they'd be well, really
0: fucking pissed off. I think that goes back to, and like, a lot of guys are insecure. Like, yeah. what you were saying, like, yeah. you know, so you're, like, nervous that it has to be perfect and yeah. this and that. So if you, even joking around, right. if I said to somebody, it was like, like oh, ha hey, ha, hey, let's hey, little dick, dick yeah. yeah," they'd be like, what <laughs> right. the fuck? Ooh. And they'd be, like, couldn't get it, hard the rest of the night because they're so pissed. Yeah, that would be like, right. so upsetting for them. We're,
2: as meanwhile I'd interpret it as like oh we're just like making fun of this and therefore that's really freeing and now I'm super turned on right. and like yeah keep saying that
1: <laughs> so explain ball busting because I think mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners might not know what it is because I, it's funny I looked it up because I thought it was almost like kicking your dick in and like you mm-hmm. know but it's not that
2: no it's not I mean it's like I guess any kind of kind of ball related pain and i guess there's ball busting and there's cbt and cbt is cock and ball torture and i think i'm oddly specific and that i only like like dull aching pain that comes from either like slapping kicking kneeing like crushing stepping on um but like if anyone was to like bite bite me there i'd be like what the fuck like i hate any kind of like piercing or pinching pain okay so you don't want like um, the
0: the sticks going into your hole oh, or not yeah, like sounding <laughs> oh god rods. no
2: sounding no and that's another one where like i've talked to doms before and i've been like yeah you know uh the only things that are off limits are like sounding in this and they just go oh that's cool but like can you do sounding for me and i'm like no i just said i just said no and they are <laughs> no. like oh and then they'll like try to get me to do it again i'm like no i'm not no thank you
0: yeah, that's, uh, um,
2: that's
1: that's a different breed. So it's breed. not just kicking your dick in. Yeah. It's like, do you get it, like, squashed by high heels and stuff like that? Or do you? Um, I'm not as
2: into the high heel thing because that always ends up being, like, a little bit of, like, pinching and, yeah. like, abrasive pain, which I don't like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just having someone slap them or punch them. Squeezing's really hot. Um, and I kind of like the idea of ball busting is, like, again, I don't like the, like, super punitive punishment based domination but like the idea of someone using my balls to get what they want is like super hot so having someone like push me against the wall and just like grab my balls and squeeze them
1: hard and tell me that they can
2: do whatever they want to me like that that's like super hot to me
1: how hard Um, do you like a good punch to the dick um, 50 well, miles per hour. Punch, like, like a, a the full dick. boxing punch or is it more just like how, like how much pain can you take? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, uh, some people like to be beat the fuck up and others don't want it to be that painful.
2: Right. I mean, I think I want it to be like kind of in the middle, like definitely, definitely more than gentle but definitely not like full force like actual punching like or you're kicking. going to the hospital <laughs> yeah I exactly like i don't <laughs> i mean we, you're welcome to to find out but yeah i i don't know i don't like like super full force i definitely don't want any permanent damage um and there's always a safe word involved as well um what's your common I safe like- word Oh man, I've had
0: Pickles. a few different ones. I think
2: I, I think iceberg was one of them. Uh, lychee was lychee is the most recent one that I can remember. Which lychee is a pretty perfect one because it's literally a fruit that you like kind of crack open and it's kind of ball shaped. So I mean <laughs> that kind of worked.
0: Huh? Oh, creative. Um.
2: Huh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely like it to be somewhat serious i like the threat of it to be more serious if that makes sense like i like it when someone acts like they're gonna do it the hardest they've ever done it and like when someone tells me like oh man like i took it easy on you last time like this time like it's gonna be you know like i i think like the talk is almost yeah. more of a turn on than the actual act if that makes sense yeah because the anticipation
0: uh, is like
2: is right probably exactly. a turn on
0: in itself
2: right or even like like public ball boxing and I'm not saying like standing on the street and having my balls kicked, but like just being on the train and having someone like kinda like grab them or like a, a light kick or crush like under a dinner table, like that kind of stuff is pretty hot.
1: You were writing in that you like public stuff too, like wearing the um yeah. you know, the little vibrator things out to dinner mm-hmm. and I have one of those. I just haven't broken it out yet. You know, what are oh they waiting for? The Wee Vibe. The Lush. Yeah. Uh, we have the oh, Wee the Vibe. Wee yeah. I've yeah, using it. Lush, I can't figure yeah. out how to fucking use it. It was very confusing, so I was like, I give up. Oh, my God.
2: That's so fucking fun. I love those things, and I am furious that they don't exist for men yet. It's, like, unbelievable. There's, like, one that's made by the same company as Lush that kind of, like, sits on the base of your dick, and it's yeah. just, like, super loud, and it can't really even get you close to orgasm, and it's just, it's not discreet, and it's not beneficial. Like, it just, it kind of sucks. Um, but like my idea for a toy is, and you know, if a listener out there takes this and makes a million dollars, like, please look me up and I don't know, buy me dinner or something. (laughs) But, uh, I just want there to be a chastity cage that is Bluetooth, like operated, but it doesn't just open and close with the Bluetooth because those apparently exist and have also been hacked. So people will like be wearing a chastity cage. And not be able to take it off because some random person will somehow hack into the Bluetooth oh, chastity cage oh and like lock God. it and demand a <laughs> ransom. So there's people out there whose dicks have been literally taken hostage. Um, <laughs> but like my idea is not only it's a safer amazing. Bluetooth cage, but like a Bluetooth cage that also has like a vibrator built in like right under the head of the dick. So you can lock and unlock it. You can like edge your sub in public. Um, and if there was a part around the balls that could kind of, like, tighten a little bit with with the Bluetooth as well, then it's, like, literally an all-in-one toy that I just think at least part of it should exist.
1: <laughs> I'm still crying that th- <laughs> the guys have had the Bluetooth chastity it- that's been held hostage.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've had to, like, send money to random Russians on the Internet.
1: That is amazing. Like some packy man. Like, pay me now. <laughs>
2: yeah pretty pretty much which is um i mean again it's also just like ridiculous the length that people that are into this kind of stuff like have to go to like i don't know i mean i consider myself pretty level-headed and i mean i've had incidences of blackmailing through this as well and it's just like i don't know if it was just like less i guess hidden and taboo i feel like people wouldn't have their dicks held hostage
0: (laughs) yeah right right
2: but, like, you know.
1: That is so fucking funny. So maybe you should patent that shit. Talk to some yeah, weird I, nerd I, scientists and, and patent that.
2: Yeah. I Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I just I don't even know how to go about, like, making a sex toy. I contacted Love Sense and asked them about it. And they're like, we've thought about making chastity cages. Would you like to, like, give us all your information? And I was like, oh, wait, no. No. I don't think I want to just give another company my idea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That is so funny. So where do you meet? How mm-hmm. many girlfriends have you had that you have um, been, you know, open with this about?
2: Uh, I would probably say somewhere. Be- I mean, girlfriends, I would say like three play partners. Um, I'm not too sure. I haven't counted, but probably yeah. around 10 or
1: 15. Okay. Do you meet them yeah. on FetLife or dating apps or just out in public or whatever? And uh, and then it just um, kind of like yeah, gets most, to it.
2: Mostly dating apps and like the, the girlfriends that I've had. I mean, it's it's been kind of like slow to develop, mm-hmm. um, but those have always been the best. Because also like for me, it doesn't work as much as like a one night stand. Because like, especially with the kind of like prolonged edging and like long term orgasm control, like a lot of the fantasies I have like involve a long term partner and don't don't really work for a one night thing like a one night yeah. thing like sure like if, you know we can have some like rough sex there can be some ball busting but like so much of it is like the emotional connection and the exchange of control that is like a long-term dynamic and so that doesn't really work in like a one-off situation
1: okay yeah
2: but like i've definitely i mean i've had cool experience like, there was one girl that i met on tinder who like then it, like somehow we started talking like she had a fat life and i had a fat life and she just saw my stuff and she was like super into making content and like she just came over one day and like we filmed a video of us fucking while i was wearing like a ball crushing thing and it was just like we made some awesome femdom content and then unfortunately she ended up i think entering a relationship like a few weeks after and was like i don't make porn anymore like i deleted the videos and i was like oh man like that was
1: <laughs> i wish that I was had probably that. the best yeah. content
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
1: I don't make porn anymore, but I did it two weeks ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there, there's a there's someone I met on Bumble that was a lingerie designer. And we started following each other on Instagram. And I think I commented. She posted a picture of, like, a guy in lingerie. And I was like, oh, can you, like, make me some lingerie? And she was like, oh, you like to wear lingerie? I was like, well, I mean, like, k- kind of. Like, not, like, all the time. And, like, we just started talking. And then, like, she eventually made me, like, a custom pair of panties, And we filmed some content together as well. And that was pretty cool.
1: Do you wear like women's lingerie or just it's very basic like mantis type stuff?
2: Uh no, I I, I mean like both. I've I've worn both. I mean I'm not like super into like actually like cross dressing or anything like that, but wearing panties, especially if they're like a partner's panties, I think can be can be pretty hot.
1: That actually is pretty hot. <laughs>
2: And especially if it's, like, to show ownership or it's, like, some form of, like, submission or if they're, like, panties that I've fucked her in or, and this has never happened, or panties that she's fucked someone else in. Like, any any of that's just hot to me.
1: Are you into open relationships or no? You just, like, one person?
2: Um, I think I'm into them in theory. I haven't ever made it happen. Um, but, like, and, and I guess it's also tough because at least with my last partner, like, I kind of told them that I was into the idea of an open relationship, and they were super monogamous, and then I was like, well, I don't necessarily want an open relationship both ways, but, like, I like the idea of, you know, the whole cock fantasy, and they, it was just, like, really tough, because they were, like, not into it, and then they were, like, super into it, and then, like, I would get, like, a little bit of hesitation, and then they get super mad, it was just it was kind of, like, back and forth of, like are we ever going to do this? I'm like, she was like, no, I never want to do that. I could never be with anyone else. And then she'd be like, we'd be playing and she'd get so excited talking about it. Cause we're like, Oh, we'll just talk about it as a game. And she's like, wait, well, this was so hot. Like maybe I want to do it. And I'd be like, okay, well then do it. And she's like, you don't love me. And it was just like this whole mm-hmm. kind of disaster of like, and, and I don't blame her at all. Like I get that it's super fucking complicated and weird. Um, but I think with the right person that like doesn't, doesn't get discouraged when they when like if I suggest a kink and someone kind of like rolls with it and I'm like all right well that went too far I think some people can take that super personally and because they're like putting themselves out there and trying this thing kind of just for me but at the same time like there are kind of limits to everything so it's hard to be like you know like you don't want to shoot someone down when they're trying to do this thing but at the same time you have to set your boundaries as well and that you know, that can be a tricky space to navigate.
0: Well, yeah. me and Addie take everything too far.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> if like, but if but if I so somebody was like, Oh, go fuck somebody else, I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't love me. You Right, want to right, share right, me. right, right, right. <laughs> I'd be yeah, devastated. I, mean,
2: I guess I almost just view it as like I love the person so much and am so confident in their love that I know that we could like occasionally go out and do other things. And I think I've thought about like I definitely have the cuck fantasy, but I think in reality, like I couldn't like I couldn't live only that life. Like I'd want to have like an open relationship. And I don't know that there's like a number. Like I don't know if it's like 80 20 like she fucks eight guys for every two girls I fuck. Or like I, I don't know that it would be quite that regimented. But yeah. like I, I would definitely like in the open relationship to feel to feel that I'm the cuck sometimes, but then be able to go out and, like, also fuck someone to just, you know, like, balance things out.
1: Have you ever had a girl be like, I can't do this. We're not dating ever again.
2: Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been divorced. so that, Oh, you have? That oh. kind of happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How old are you?
2: Uh, I am 35. Okay. Okay. Which, yeah, I had to think about for a second because COVID happened.
1: <laughs> oh, I know yeah. nobody knows what year it is anymore. I feel like time it's all is a blur. Yeah, the time is not exactly. real. Oh, exactly. and I turned thirty-three, your, and then and then it was yeah, a blur. Did your ex-wife? Uh, did you practice these things with her, or is that what the demise no, of the relationship and so is, was?
2: No. So it gets pretty interesting. I mean, like we, like we started dating, and I didn't n- know that much about any of this stuff, and then I kind of just started to be more open with her about like the kind of porn that I like. And I was like, you know, I, I think we could try some of this stuff. And we tried some of it, like we, we n- never the STH, but like we tried like some ball busting and edging and she kind of liked it and was like pretty into it. And it seemed cool. Um, and we got engaged and she was kind of just like, listen, like this stuff isn't for me. Like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and she said, but I don't want to stop you from doing it. Like, I want you to explore this cause we were going to start a blog together and you know, start this blog, like explore, you can do like whatever you want with people online. And like, we'll just have good sex after it. And like, I don't really want to know about it, but I don't want to stop you. Like this is something that you need to explore for yourself. And I was like kind of reluctant cause I didn't want to do it on my own, but at the same time, like, yeah, I didn't want to deny this, this part of my existence. So I kind of was just, you know, playing online with people and I, thought it was weird like she didn't ever want to see it and i was like hey do you like want to like look at the blog like i'm post like there's naked pictures of your fiance like your is edging himself on the internet and like strangers are saying how cool it is like don't don't you want to see it like you kind of encouraged me to start this thing like i don't but I, I never said that i wanted to explore it on my own like i wanted to do it together and it was just this constant back and forth of like me trying to get her to care and her not caring and i guess you know in some ways like I probably should have seen that and been like okay I need to to stop doing this until she's okay with it but at the same time like she kept encouraging it
0: right I feel like I got the green light then
2: yeah that's that's kind of what I thought I I would want to
0: know I would want to see I would be stalking your page I'd be looking at everything (laughs) me too who's that bitch that commented I
2: wanted her to stalk it too and like I mean I don't know because it's kind of like validation
0: for you also like
2: makes you yeah, feel good exactly. about yourself yeah. like
0: number one she's okay with right. that. number two she like wants to see what I'm doing and she's kind of into it in a way
2: yeah and like I felt I was feeling pretty good about my body at the time like you know I was in my late 20s like in the best shape I had ever been in and I was like this is cool and I was like getting all this positive feedback and like I wanted to share it with someone um and I you know I kind of couldn't and then eventually we started talking about an open relationship and it started as just like You know, if you want to, like, I'm doing this thing online, if you want to be with anyone else, like, that would be okay with me. Just tell me. It wasn't like a cuck fantasy at the time. It was more just, like, if there's stuff that you want to explore that's not with me, like, it's totally fine. And she was always just, like, no, like, absolutely not. I can't believe you'd even say that. Like, I only have eyes for you. Like, you know, just very much, very aggressively shooting, shooting that down uh and then you know she kind of eventually was like you should go out and try to do this like with someone if it's someone like and if it's someone that you pay or if it's someone that you meet on vacation like it's not like a repeat thing like you know i won't feel threatened at all and i was kind of like i don't want to do it unless you're doing it i don't want to do it and i'm like okay um and you know a bunch of months passed and we had this trip planned to southeast asia together to to kind of see her friends actually not even not even mine, like I'd already been to all these countries. And then eventually she just told me she couldn't come on the trip because she was too upset. And I was like, well, we already like booked everything. So I kind of went on and she's like, listen, just go get this out of your system. I'm like, well, while I'm gone, like get, you know, do what you want to do. And she, again, the same thing, like she was super angry that I was suggesting it. Um, so yeah, I went off and kind of did my thing. And it, it didn't end up being specifically kinky but like I was with one or two other people like a few one night stands on the trip and I was kind of thinking like I'm gonna go back and and shit's gonna be better like I don't think that I need to go outside of my marriage like this is just you know essentially I I got it out of my system and was really intending to kind of go back and and kind of fix things and then when I got back it it kind of came to light that she had had an affair while I was away
0: oh shit and I was
2: like and I was like I don't know how but I don't know how you managed to cheat on me when I'm like literally so open about, please just go do what you want. Just let me know beforehand and it'll be totally cool. And like, I know it's hindsight 2020, but like it, it would have been, it would have been fine with me. Like I went and did some stuff as well. So like it it really would have been completely okay. But just like the lying and the denying, I was just like, Oh
0: yeah. yeah. being So adamant that oh, I would never do that. And then you turned around and did it behind my back. Was it a one-time affair right. or was it like a multiple-time affair?
2: It was uh, kind of like both. I mean, she had she had tried to start learning Spanish and found this like online Spanish pen pal that she was talking to. And at one point I was like, oh, you're spending a lot of time with this person like on the phone. And she was like so mad at me for even bringing that up. And she's like, well, you do all your stuff on the phone. I'm like, well, you – is it – okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, but like you told me to. And like I asked you to watch and like whatever – yeah. Um, and then like, well, while I was in Thailand she was going to visit her brother and she like oh I'm going to meet this guy because he lived, she, her brother was in Texas and she was like oh he's going to come up from Mexico and we're going to go on a road trip with like all of his sisters and like his cousin and it's going to be this cool like family road trip and all of a sudden it was like not a family road trip and it was just the two of them and I was like oh like where are you guys staying? She was like, in a hotel and I was like "Oh, okay um, like one room and I just like the vibes that I was getting were just like she was giving me these like very nonchalant answers as if like of course it's normal that i'm going on a road trip with this one random guy and i even when i was i was in bangkok that night i remember it specifically i was like well i kind of think i know what's happening and if that's the case just you know just tell me if it was a one-time thing or if this is like actually someone that you're falling for and i'm coming home to like deal with all this shit just tell me and i'm gonna stay here for another few weeks while you figure it out uh, and she's like no like how can you even fit you know the whole thing again and then I got back and she picked me up from the airport and I was like I should have stayed in Bangkok yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I am definitely getting vibes here
2: yeah exactly so I just i you know I kind of got back and she picked me up from the airport and I just kind of looked at her and I was like I don't know something thing about like just I was like oh yeah so this is over she's like, no like what are you talking about like nothing happened and then like she just kept an eye and was like, can you just like take your sunglasses off and look me in the eye and then she just started crying and i was like oh (laughs) like okay like i kind of knew this would happen like i don't know why we had to do all the like lying about it um and then it was a pretty tumultuous like few weeks obviously i mean we were living together and she decided to stay with her mom who lived pretty close by and was like you know we were trying to decide if we were going to fix things or not fix things and she's like well i need to go i need to go down to mexico to like end things with this person in person and i'm like Mexico. What?
1: What? all right i think yeah. that's a little and fucking I'm, extreme she just wanted another hey how are you down there with him
2: yeah it exactly uh and i was like well how long And she's like i'm yeah it's for like three days i'm like, so you're gonna like break up with him at the beginning and then just hang out or just like have fun for three days and then it like it was just like you're not going there to do that and i was kind of just like, well yeah that's fine but like if you do go on this trip like we're definitely like that's like, that's it.
0: I think it's um, acceptable and, to end a thing via FaceTime if you live in a different country as a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: And if your text
1: would be
0: sufficient. Yeah.
2: yeah. And if you're married as well. Right. <laughs> you
1: just block that bitch. You don't know them anything.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, so I was kind of just like, all right, well, then, you know, we're going to get a divorce. And and we did. And I mean, I'm super glad because I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't the right. And, you know. She wanted to have kids at the time as a way to fix the marriage. And I was like, I don't, oh God. Mm, I don't Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't think so. So I'm pretty sure she just wanted to go down there and be like, so if I leave my husband, like, are you ready to have kids like in the next year? Which they did. <laughs> Which oh, is
1: shit! So now she's with the Spanish teacher. It, are they living in Mexico? Did she ever come it, back?
2: Uh, I think they're living in New Jersey. Um, I'm not, or, sorry. In New York. I'm not positive. Um, we definitely are not really in touch anymore um but yeah i mean it was just crazy cuz it was like very obvious that it was like oh like i need to have kids and if i'm not having kids with you like i'm going to find someone to have kids with like within the next year
0: damn cuz that always works out well yeah that <laughs> works really well. well
2: yeah exactly and i even like i even told her when we were getting divorced i was just, like i don't like i don't think it's a good idea to like start a new life and to start a family with someone that like this is the backdrop of like that just seems kind of like bad karma to me. But at the same time, I mean, I guess, you know, she wanted what she wanted and she wanted it then. So.
1: Yeah. Who are you to judge? Whatever. It ain't your life anymore.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, and I mean, like I said, I'm definitely better for it. Like I've had, you know, a lot of fun uh, since then. I've just met people that are kind of better partners on, on every level. <laughs>
0: You really do kind of need to find somebody that's maybe not in t- exactly everything that you're into, but somebody that you can at least like work Sexually with, compatible yeah. with.
1: because if they're yeah. into,
0: yeah, if they're not into anything that you're into, it ain't going to work. Ever. This is why people go to dominatrixes and stuff yeah. because their wife is right. not into it well, and they need to get their fix, which is understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think for me, it's it's almost not, it's not just like I need to get my fix of the femdom stuff. I think it's, and it's almost like any other, like a kink to me is just like a passion and it's like any other passion. Like I don't need to have the same passions as my partner, but I need them to have passions as well so that they can at least understand mine. And ideally if they can introduce me to new things, like that's that's even better, right? Like if you're like super into like different kinds of alternative music and you meet someone that likes other kinds of alternative music and it's like oh i'll listen to yours and you can listen to mine and like they, you know you both have interest in music like then that's it doesn't have to be the same music as long as there's like some kind of other other passion there yeah um, right so i mean yeah like i don't necessarily need a partner that's super into femdom only but if they're just like into kink in general and it's like hey i'll, I'll teach you one if you teach me one like that's that's almost more fun for me
1: that is kind of fun to do it that way. Yeah. You're introducing each other to other things. And like, you never right. know what the other person's going to like. Like, you don't know if you like it until you've done it.
0: Yeah. Because to be honest, right. I've exactly. never been with somebody who was into like edging, ball busting. So I have no idea if I would be into that or not. Well,
1: there has been so many guys. And even I, even my current boyfriend, I think, said mm-hmm. that he's like, I've never had toys in bed. Watch. right and i'm like w- w- well you with me now bitch <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and that,
1: that's that's an not that, it like,
2: really <laughs> confuses me about some dudes and like if a girl introduces a toy and a guy's like oh what am i not enough for you it's like dude why like no like your girlfriend wants to use you and toys like that's fucking awesome like that not don't be threatened be like
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. He, we for the first, you know, couple of months we haven't needed it at any time recently, so we really haven't used it. But like, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we've we've started breaking out the vibrator, and there's things to work with it. You could still fuck your girl while she's got the vibrator in, right? Or even that, you know, that we vibe thing that I haven't even figured out how to use yet it's very confusing and i got to do a youtube video with how to use it but like (laughs) you know stuff like that like that stuff is fun or some people like you know i'm not into butt play personally but some people like butt plugs while they're being fucked you know what i mean like that's still a toy that's still something that you could use in bed nipple clamps whatever everybody's into certain things but it's Mm -hmm. like yo you can still do everything else with the dick while you have your nipple clamps in or your you know oh yeah We've used, um, uh, what are they, the, um, why am I drawing a blank? The ball things, um, where he ties it to his uh, balls. Why am I drawing a blank of what it's called?
2: He tied it to his balls?
0: Um, like a ball stretcher like the ring
1: yeah a, a ball ring oh, a cock. oh yeah the cock, cock ring, ring. Okay. I was drawing a blank of yeah. to what it was called and I don't even know why like how is that that hard to remember now <laughs> a cock ring and he's like that's kind of cool yeah. you know what I mean like certain things like that that right. like you know he would he's never been introduced to until me but he's like very mm-hmm. open to it and like you know you never know right. and that's like mild shit like I'm talking about a cock ring it's very minimal compared to right. you know what other people but but they don't mind it like they're like all right well that's fun and and if you like it all like I'll do it with you because I don't mind it. Yeah. They of probably course. like yeah, it. Yeah and
0: I mean <laughs>
1: yeah. A, a vibrator on the deck is fucking awesome too and that's super underrated. Yeah. And then the one that I got has this thing where it puts like pressure on like the taint part of them. So I don't know. It's a whole oh, little yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of like elongates the time where they can orgasm because their balls are being clamped mm. to a little bit. So. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly, but they're yeah. open when, to when, them and it's it feels good. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Just don't knock something till you try it. Don't That's knock it until till you try it. Yeah
2: exactly and that's i mean that's something that i definitely learned in this last relationship because like i said the person was not had no idea about any of this stuff and like when i say they took it and ran with it i mean like they were like i, I like introduced them to edging and they were like i'm gonna edge you like 25 times tonight and i was like oh uh, shit okay i like i thought like one or two would you know maybe be a little bit much but like they just got super into it and like once you know the first few times we tried ball busting they were like barely you know like Tapping them, uh, and then that progressed to like slapping and punching and kicking, and then it got to the point where she would just be like, "Next time I see you, like you're going to be like on the floor saying, you know, saying our safe word, and like I'm not going to stop." Like just like crazy. I mean, obviously she was going to stop. But, you know, she like really started to get like genuinely turned on by the idea of denying me and edging me and hurting my balls and everything else. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely something that I think can can kind of like start small and then get get you know definitely grow
1: I wouldn't mind kicking some guy's dick in every now and then
2: yeah I mean well you, you know you, you got my number <laughs>
1: <laughs> I only think you're like one state away too
2: yeah I'm, I'm pretty close um <laughs> but I mean I'm also happy to share like content like solo stuff that I've made just in case you, I mean if you mentioned being curious about like my pain threshold and like I've, you know, sent videos that I've made to people that, you know, weren't into it and just to like, kind of like gauge their interest. And no one's been like, Oh my God, that looks crazy. Like never send me that again. Like everyone's like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I never saw that before.
1: I think we've seen crazy, we've seen sounding videos from one of the dominatrixes, and then we've also interviewed this guy that lit his dick on fire and then put it out, and so I think that, like, there's nothing that will surprise us anymore.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I've never never lit my dick on fire. I did used to light my armpit hair on fire to scare away girls in high school, (laughs) Um, but... Yeah, I haven't had to do that in a
1: while. <laughs> no, he straight up like had this fire fetish, and he would like light his butthole and his dick on fire and jerk off till it got put out. And he like had this whole weird fetish of like burning alive. Weird. I don't even know. That's that was excessive. That's scary. Yeah, that was a little much.
2: Yeah, I again not a king shamer, but like that just sounds dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he cared.
0: <laughs> his house actually burnt down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: And I mean, yeah. And I mean, I guess like another part of the reason I wanted to be on this podcast was just like talk about it out in the open. And I mean, not to make other people feel (laughs) worse for their kinks by comparison, but just to be like, oh yeah, saying all this stuff out loud. Like it's really not that hard of an ask because I sometimes feel like it's like, oh man, I don't want to start dating again and have to like tell everyone all this like crazy stuff. And I just want someone to find it uh, to be like, like a benefit like a perk rather than baggage like and i struggle with that a lot because i'm like is this am i like an awesome person to date that just like happens to have this set of like annoying baggage that is my kink life or am i an awesome person to date that has these bonuses that's just like a oh that's like an even better thing
1: you know I think it depends on who you're talking to. Like if you're talking to a Mormon, right. she's gonna think it's a burden. But <laughs> if you're talking to anybody this day and age that's not like you know, right. you know, this world is so um sexualized at this point that I don't think yeah. anybody's or not any but there's always people out there, but I don't think it's mm. gonna be a big deal anymore if you're open to it pretty early on like on the third or fourth or fifth date like i don't think
0: and like ease into it like you don't have to like exactly yeah yeah and just start exploring and see how far they'll take it and you know and then if it doesn't work with them
1: it's like you try to move on to the next person
2: right right exactly and yeah i mean the easing into it and see how far they'll go with it i mean that's that's definitely huge for me. Cause again, like it starts to feel horrible when I'm like, here's this stuff, like, please do it. It's more like, here's the stuff I'm interested in. And then like when the person makes it their own, like, I don't, I don't want to like send people videos and like, this is, this is how you have to say it. Like, it's like, it's also, it's very much like individualized and the dynamic has to be kind of like built between, between the people. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you find somebody that you mesh with, it'll just come naturally, mm-hmm. I think. So.
2: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Do you have any other questions for him?
1: no i i'm good for now i think we covered a lot of the stuff dio that was awesome yes. i yeah, love thank you. hearing about all of this
2: for sure um i'm yeah, so happy absolutely. that you
1: reached out to us and alex and i yeah thanks. um if you want us to post like we can if you're if you want us to no pressure or whatever we can you know post uh, some of your content on twitter or whatever um to have people look awesome. at it yeah. yeah we can't really do it on an instagram too much because we already got banned on fucking right. instagram <laughs>
0: yeah and every other platform besides and twitter TikTok, and facebook so twitter's where we're at oh, man.
2: yeah no i mean that that would be awesome i'll definitely send you guys some more stuff um and i mean feel free to post that email like i'm also just curious to know what listeners would think in terms of, like is this something that's like too much to just send people does that almost seem too like professional to be like, "Oh, I I've gone on my fourth date with you, so let me send you my like essay that I wrote about my sex, like, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of <laughs> curious for people's feedback yeah, on that, that. cuz like I yep. like I tend to think about stuff kind of pragmatically and I'm just, like, you know, I've done so much dating and like, you know, when do you say this? When do you not? And it's just, like hey, it would be cool to just have this thing that could be like, here, you know, read it and tell me what you think, but I don't know that might be too too
1: cold. <laughs> Yeah, we could definitely post some of that. Most of it will be on our Twitter page, but um, Mm -hmm. we'll definitely put some stuff on the Instagram page too. And then we will air this on Monday. So we can't wait to uh, listen to the final episode. And thank you so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Very informative. I appreciate it. Dio, have a great night. Enjoy.
2: Thank you. Same
0: to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yep. Yep. Bye. All right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. confession Confession corner corner. (laughs) (laughs) all right first confession oh this is a lovely one i like shaving the hair on my asshole because it makes my farts louder (laughs) i've noticed that the hair kind of acts like a muffler but once it's removed my asshole is straight piped and the farts pop (laughs) way louder it almost sounds like a weed whacker engine
1: never ever in my life tried out farts with butt hair and without butt hair i
0: just can't with these (laughs) like what goes on
1: yo at my job one of the guys there was showing me videos of him lighting his farts on fire and that shit actually works like if you fart next to a match it goes like it like blows up yeah my job's gross (laughs) all right guys next and last confession I just masturbated anally with a baguette and it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> like, I would think that shit would crumble in your ass. Right? <laughs> okay. That's how you
0: get gerbils in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know why I did this, and I'm being 100% serious here. I have a few male sex toys, but I would rather got rather adventurous tonight with butt play. I love achieving orgasm through simulation of my prostate, and I've used some toys in the past. Women have G-spot wands to get a good job, but I wanted to try something completely different, and I couldn't decide what until I was looking for something to eat, and I noticed I had a baguette in my pantry, and it's a bit stale because I forgot about it. I used it to masturbate with. I did put on lube on it beforehand, which caused it to get a bit soggy. I didn't break through, but I got poop over it. When I pulled out, and now I don't know what to do because I don't want to throw it in the normal trash in the kitchen as it'll stink up completely. Do I just throw it in the main dumpster in the back of my apartment building? If someone notices, will it get discussed or will I get in trouble? I didn't really enjoy it, and I probably won't do it again. First of all, throw it in the fucking dumpster. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, that guy in apartment C shoved a baguette up his ass and his poop on it, and that's apartment C's poop baguette.
0: I was going to say, like, what other weird shit do you do that people would assume it's yours? <laughs>
1: like, like, if I just threw a random baguette with poop on it in my dumpster, nobody would fucking be like, that's Addie's poop baguette. No Are question. you
0: sure about that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: like nobody's gonna be like that's hers exactly we're like yo throw it in the fucking
0: woods it's not that big of a deal put it in a bag get rid of it use a dildo like a normal fucking person next time and
1: like i mean i understand like the baguette thing but why wouldn't you put a little baggie over it i
0: think that thing would crumb up yeah i would think so too and it's probably like sharp like, when it starts crumbling. Oh, my God. You're going to have, like, baguette crumbs in your poop you when it comes out. You ever ate, like, a stale piece of bread and it was, like, sharp and, like, yeah. cut the inside of your mouth? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's so gross. I feel like that was excessive, but honestly, it's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard of, so. No, and not even close. Mm-mm. That's like the guy that did the pretzel rods that wrote
0: in. Remember? Oh yeah. Pee hole.
1: I can't even think about that. That's. Yeah. Let's end on
0: a high note.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you next week. Disappointed but not surprised.
0: Disappointed but not surprised.
1: Disappointed but not
2: surprised.